Welcome to the South Point Living Podcast. I'm Melissa Hopper, Creative Director at South Point Publishing, and I'm here with Mark Ribble, Editor of the South Point Sun, and this is the South Point Living Podcast for the week of August 25th. And Mark, how many weeks we've been doing this podcast? And I just realized this morning that typically in the introduction, I don't say what week it is. So that might help. Oh, yeah, I never realized that either. Yeah. So, so listener, anyone that's listening, if there's anything you'd like to see us doing differently, including telling you what week it is off the top of the uh, podcast, please let us know. You can always email us at sun at southpointsun.ca or hello at southpointlivingmag.ca. So Mark, as always, at the start of the podcast, you have trivia. So what trivia questions do you have for us this week? I have five trivia questions this week. All right. Any yeah. themes to them? Um, no, I started out with a theme and then I kind of turned back. It's kind of a general knowledge thing Okay. this week. Don't All know right. theme. Okay. Okay. Question one. What monumental event happened on July 20th, 1969? Okay. Question two. Until 1923, what was the Turkish city of Istanbul called? Question three. Deepest oceanic place on Earth at 6.8 miles deep shares its name with the Canadian rock band. What are they both called? Question four, where's pop singer Billie Eilish from? And question five, what famous clothing company was originally known as Blue Ribbon Sports? Hmm, okay. You've stumped me with a few of these and a couple I think I know, so... Oh, okay. um, yeah. And you found just... one of them kind of comic, comical, so. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you after why, but. Okay. Um, all right, so what is coming out in the South Point Sun newspaper this week? Well, the South Point Sun newspaper this week has uh, the removal of Chatham Kent Leamington MPP Rick Nichols from the Conservative Caucus. That tops the newsreel this week is Nichols was given an ultimatum to get his COVID vaccine or suffer the consequences. Nichols chose not to get his COVID vaccine, so we'll be following that closely. Um, Community Living Essex County is celebrating 60 years this year, and they held the time capsule burial ceremony last Wednesday at their office in Essex. The local organization is planning some big events for the 60th anniversary, although uh, Ruth Van Apple Festival will be virtual again this year. Um, and with hopes that uh, the 61st year we'll, we'll be able to have uh, Ruth Van Apple Festival that's live again. Yes, for sure. And it's such a, a popular event um, in the area and such a great event supporting yeah. community living. And congratulations to community living on this milestone. They do such incredible work there, uh, Tony and the entire team over there. So, um, you know, just that's an amazing accomplishment for them and just can't thank them enough for the great work that they do in our community. Absolutely. Uh, the Honey Family, Family Foundation, through the Windsor-Essex Community Foundation, has donated a total of $80,000 to five local organizations. So there are some, some local uh, organizations, such as the Leamington Arts Centre, that received funds from this. So um, you'll be able to see that in the, in the sun this week. And also included in that was the municipality of Leamington that, that received $25,000 of that $80,000 sum. And they will be using that to build a splash pad at Mercia Park. And I told my kids that because they enjoy going to Mercia Park and they both cheered when I told them that there would be a splash pad there as of next summer. So yes, they're very sure. happy about that. For sure. We've also got, there's a series of stories about local dairies in the past that begins this week in the sun. Stephen Wirch is talking about the right side dairy of Wheatley. So anybody um, familiar with the Wright family in Wheatley will 
will be familiar with Right Side Dairy. And the series will be interest, of interest to people who collect bottles and caps and other dairy memorabilia. And there's a lot of old, old names in there that people will recognize. So we're looking forward to that series kicking off this week. And I think too, that's one of the things that's been great. I mean, not, not a ton of things have been great, um, you know, with the pandemic, but one of the things is that with there not being that many events, there's been a lot more focus, especially in the paper on, on local history. So that will definitely be uh, interesting to read. It will be for sure. And finally, Leamington Vaccination Clinic at uh, Nature Fresh Farms Recreation Complex is no more as the local health unit ramp, ramps down its vaccination clinics across the region. They closed Saturday with a total of 45,121 vaccinations given out over the, the couple of months that the, the clinic was open at the complex. Now about 70.5% of those 12 and over in Windsor-Essex have had both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, that's great. That's uh, honestly that number is higher than what I was expecting. So that's mm-hmm. great to hear. Yeah, it's good. I, I'd like to. Uh, they say they'd like to see it around eighty or eighty-five to get some herd immunity going. So hopefully we can convince people with uh, over the next few weeks that uh, they should get the shot and get everything taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I did. I did hear that in the U.S. Um, vaccination rates. I think in certain areas. I don't know for sure what um, if it was just a couple states or if it's the u.s in general but that the vaccination rates are going up where they had seen them stalled out so they're thinking now that with the delta variant that's prompting more people to get it who previously weren't planning on getting it so you wonder is the same thing going to happen in our area now that we do know the delta variant is active in our community so um, it'll be interesting to see if those numbers do go up based on that yes i I think we'll see a little uptick and also uh today uh, the american fda announced uh full approval, permanent approval for the Pfizer vaccine. So those who have been hesitant because they felt that it wasn't an approved vaccine don't have that excuse anymore. So they can, that could drive numbers up too, I'm, so, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will definitely be interesting to see. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, definitely lots lots to read about in the South Point Sun this week. So um, following up on our discussion from last week, I had read about um, an article that was in the Leamington Post uh, on August 20th, 1908, and it was about a Ruthven resident and his wife who had been riding along in their horse and carriage, and five automobiles from the United States had passed them by and spooked the horses. Um, the gentleman's name, Mr. Bristow, he he had fallen off of his horse. His wife jumped off. The horses ran away. So... I had talked about that story and then you had said you would be interested to see if there was any follow-up to that in the following week's paper. So I did look that up and I didn't find anything following up to that story in the Leamington Post on August 27th, 1908. I did find this one. What I, I saw was a headline that said Earl Grey at Windsor suggests centenary celebration in 1914 and what jumped out to me about that was that Earl Grey is a real person and I feel like I missed that history class I guess because I only know Earl Grey to be the T and so um, you know I'm a little embarrassed to admit this but I thought who is this Earl Grey? Earl Grey is a real person. So Earl Grey indeed was the Governor General of Canada from 1904 to 1911 and was one of many in the long line of Earl Grey's. I think um, it even had said he was the governor general of Canada was the fifth Earl Grey in his family line. So Earl Grey also established awards to honor Canadian arts, drama, and sports, including the Grey Cup, 
that is presented to the winning team of the CFL championship, Canadian football league. So that I did not know. So I just wanted to share that in case there's anyone else out there like me who just thinks Earl Grey is a T that is not the case. So now, now I know that Earl Grey was a real person and had a a lasting impact on the CFL, especially uh, having that award after him. So also um, in, in that same, um, issue of the Leamington Post, which was August 27th, 1908. I just wanted to read this. Uh, This was news out of Alinda that Mr. Dan Crowley and his wife from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with a a number of others, um, had spent the past week in the area, uh, spent it with Mr. and Mrs. George Orton in Olinda. And it said, this was Mr. Crowley's first visit in Canada, and he is very much taken up with Essex County, the crops being better here than any other place along the line. So I thought that was nice to know that, um, you know, the crops in Essex County were being appreciated by visitors from the United States back in 1908. Then I looked up in the Kingsville Reporter to then see if there had been anything um, in there about Mr. Crowley and his wife, their accident with the horses and and the Mm -hmm. passing automobiles. And I didn't find anything in there, but what I found was highly amusing. And this is what it said. The headline was drunk and disorderly. And it said, a Scotch family named Williams, giving their place of residence as Toronto, struck town Monday night last and camped in Hubert Weigel's Lane. It consisted of nine persons, father, mother, two sons, and their wives and three children. It was a dirty looking outfit and just as dirty as it was dirty looking. They got drunk and disorderly on Tuesday, drove through the streets furiously, used profane and abusive language, and tried in other ways to paint the town red. A posse of constables went down to the camp in the evening and arrested them. They were lodged in the lockup overnight and in the morning came up for a hearing. They all pleaded guilty to the charge and were assessed $12 fines and $17.50 costs, which they paid without comment. They were ordered to move on and did so with alacrity which i looked up and that means with brisk and cheerful readiness so they left willingly and happily and then the final line of this article says this old town can't be painted red or any other color without someone paying for the paint oh wow (laughs) i just thought that was a neat article in the kingsville reporter august 20th 1908 about these people that came to town and were drunk and disorderly and tried to paint the town red so Uh that's really something yeah, so that, those are the things I love about looking up in the old papers and, uh, you know, just find them highly, um, you know, amusing and entertaining to read and interesting. Actually, going back to the previous one about um, the um, gentleman who was visiting Olinda, and it said he was from um, Milwaukee, and I looked him up and uh, tried to find information about him and i couldn't find anything out it turns out that there are a lot of dan crowley's from milwaukee wisconsin so it was a common name but i did try to find out because those are some of the things i love too is just seeing who was visiting the area who you know um especially when it talks about people that were you know millionaires in the early 1900s who were visiting the area who were they what did they do i just i find that really interesting for sure and it would be interesting to find out if there any relation to alistair crowley was the famous I don't even know what Aleister Crowley did, but he was famous for, made famous by Ozzy Osbourne at one point. Oh, really? Okay, I've never heard that name before, so that's why I'm curious to know who Aleister yeah. Crowley is. Well, I will look him up for next week, and we'll talk about Aleister Crowley. Okay, sounds good. Now, speaking of famous people, I have some celebrity birthdays this week to see if you can guess. Um, so this week, 
is James Corden's birthday. He's the talk show host of the Late Late Show with James Corden, um, well known for his carpool karaoke, which is always amusing. Um, how old do you think he is turning this week? I'm going to say maybe James would be 50. 43. 43. He's got an older look to him than what he really yeah, is. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, also having a birthday this week is um, rock star and legend Gene Simmons of the band Kiss. Now, he had a local connection. He made news in July of 2018 when he actually visited the area. He came to Leamington. He had lunch at Jose's. He had dinner at 13 at the Inn, and then he stayed at the Grove Hotel. Um, he was in town to visit the greenhouse grower Double Diamond, and at the time, around that time, Double Diamond had entered into a partnership with Afria, and it was rumored that Gene Simmons was going to become an investor in Afria Diamond. So, uh, how old do you think Gene Simmons is turning? Yes, I'm going to say Gene is probably around seventy. Seventy-two, very close. Now, this week, actress Melissa McCarthy has a birthday. Um, she's from first, I think, got her start. Um, most famously as Suki on Gilmore Girls early on in her career. Um, and then she was on Mike and Molly in the movie Bridesmaids, lots of other movies that she's been in. Um, very funny actress. So how old do you think she is turning? Boy, I'm going to say 45. 51. Really? Yep, she's 51. Wow. Yes. And then actor Macaulay Culkin, best known for his role as Kevin McAllister on Home Alone, he has a birthday this week. How old do you think he is turning? Oh, boy. These are tough ones. Um, I am going to say 39. 41. 41. Okay. Yeah, so you're close. Yeah, so I did um, recently hear that there's going to be a Home Alone reboot. Um, home yeah. Sweet Home Alone is oh. what it's called. Disney's putting it out. It's supposed to come out in November of this year, and reportedly Macaulay Culkin will make a cameo appearance in it. Wow. Interesting. Yes. Um, and then the last one birthday I have for you, singer Shania Twain. She, uh, she was actually born in Windsor. Her name at birth was Eileen Regina Edwards. She was yeah. born in 1965 in Windsor, and then her parents divorced when she was two, and she moved to Timmins, with, Timmins Ontario, with her mom. How old do you think she is turning this week? I think if she was born in 1965, she's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you can do the math uh, quickly enough. Yes, I was supposed to wait and tell you that after you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, another day when I need some coffee. I would have guessed around that. I knew she was younger than me, but I, I didn't know how much younger and I knew she, she was over 50. But yes, so yes. it's kind of been. Yeah. Yeah. So she is 56. If uh, yeah, if you do the right. math and they gave it away. But, First one I got hey. it right. So how about this? Why don't for next week, why don't we switch? I'll do trivia questions. And if you want to okay. look up some birthdays and have do me it. guess on okay. those. All right. Right. Off a reminder. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's all I have for this week. So now we are at the uh, trivia answer portion of the show. The trivia answers. Absolutely. So the monumental event that happened on July 20th, 1969 was, was the moon landing. Okay. Okay. So everybody that was alive then remembers where they were on that day. Now, is there not some controversy over who actually took the first step? Because Neil Armstrong is the one that's most often thought mm -hmm. of, but was there not some talk that maybe it wasn't necessarily him that took that first step? Well, when I've, anything I've seen um, shows Neil departing the landing module first. 
and for the life of me, I can't remember. Was it Buzz Aldrin? Buzz Aldrin was the being the other astronaut that stepped on the moon. But I think anything I've seen, um, and I did watch a uh, documentary on this not too long ago, and it was uh, it was really cool because it was all footage that was taken all the week leading up to the to the launch and and it was all actual footage from back then instead of recreations and uh it was pretty cool to watch it but it did show neil stepping down first but i i don't know if that's been manipulated in any any way either well and and maybe i'm thinking of there are people that believe it never even happened in the first place so maybe i'm thinking of is hearing about those conspiracies where people think that it was filmed in a on a soundstage somewhere so that could be what i'm thinking of those are the same people that believe Bill Gates is behind the the COVID virus. So, oh, I haven't heard that one. Well, that's a yeah. fun one. Yeah, I well, love all the conspiracies. Make money. Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is: Until 1923, what was the Turkish city of Istanbul called? <laughs> Do you know the answer to well, that? Well, there's a song about it. That's what made me laugh. Oh. Was because it okay? It was Constantinople. Yes, Constantinople. Because as soon as you ask that question, that song, and every time, the only reason I laughed is every time I hear that song or somebody references that song, it just gets stuck in my head forever. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't know the song, but I don't have to listen to it. Oh, I'm definitely going to send it to you after this. Yeah. Okay. I've yeah. probably heard it before then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you knew that one. And the deepest oceanic place on earth at 6.8 miles deep, do you know what that's called? I do not. Mariana's Trench. Oh, yes. I think they're up. Name is uh, Canadian rock band. Vancouver-based uh, band? Yes. Yeah. And pop singer Billie Eilish, you know where she's from? Well, I know she lives in L.A. now, but is she from there originally? She is. She is from L.A. Yeah. And that surprised me because I don't know whether her last name is confusing me to think that she's somehow Irish. Because <laughs> Eilish sounds like Irish. Eilish is like Irish. <laughs> or maybe yes. she has big eyelashes. I don't know. But... <laughs> It's really, uh, I I really was surprised by that because I thought she was she was European in some way, like British. Yeah. Oh no, I just remember seeing. Um, I think it was um, uh, CBS Sunday Morning did a profile on her. Um, it's probably two years ago now. Maybe it was when, around when she was nominated for her first yeah. Grammy, and just that she and her parents and her brother lived in the same house that they had grown up with at that point. They, even though she was ma- probably making millions by then hadn't moved right. and, and were still, still in the same house. So uh, I just thought that was neat that, you know, they weren't letting the fame get to them and spending all their money on lavish. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yes. And the famous clothing company that was originally known as Blue Ribbon Sports. I do not know that one. It was Nike. Ah. And I didn't know that either. So that was, and I wonder if the Nike swoosh is originally a blue, supposed to be a blue ribbon. Yeah. We'll have to check out the origins of that. I don't know. Maybe it's totally not accurate. But Yeah. <laughs> well, that was very about. interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, yes. Thank you. And yes, let's let's uh, switch things up for next week. I'll do trivia okay. and do the birthdays. Let's do that. Not a problem. All right. And just one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that um, if anybody's looking to get out to Open Streets Kingsville, this is the last two weeks coming up that's going to be uh, going on that I believe that, that Labor Day weekend is that the last weekend that they're going to be having it. So. Um, I know it's been seemed to be well attended. I've heard uh, lots of good things about that. I haven't had a chance to get out yet, but I'm still hoping to get out there. 
um, before that end. So if anybody's looking for a a nice uh, Saturday night out, I definitely recommend that based on the feedback I've been getting from people. Sure. And that's all we have for this week. So a big thank you to DJ Kersey, Jaron Kerr from Kingsville for our podcast theme song, and to Sarah Hafling from the Elevate Podcast Company for uh, producing our podcast. And as always, the podcast comes out every Wednesday, but if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can get notified when the episodes are released. So we will be back next week with another uh, episode of the South Point Living Podcast. Have a good week, everybody.